You're listening to Recap.fm's coverage of Netflix's Stranger Things. I'm Josh. And I'm Warren. Let's talk about The Bite. Here we go. Penultimate episode of season three. What did you think of the episode? I thought it was good. Did you? Yeah. Yeah? What about what what was so great about it? <laughs> Everything. Yeah. I mean what we do know is the mind player is badass, so it just got bigger. Right. So the cold open, we <laughs> we see Mike's little sister sitting in between his parents. They're on the Ferris wheel and she sees the trees moving. And I, you know, I'll be terrifying that this was the, uh, another, uh, callback. Well, it can't be a callback. Jurassic park wasn't out yet, but anytime you see something moving through the trees, you're like, that's what I, you know, it's either, uh, it's a dinosaur. It's either a dinosaur or it's a King Kong movie or, yeah. Something like that. Some kind of creatures moving through the woods. I love how they just don't pay attention to the kids. I know, right? It's like, eh, whatever. That's always been there. But also fireworks. <laughs> oh, no, it's just the wind. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and the gang gets back together in this episode. So yeah, that was finally. cool. Um, that was one of my favorite parts of the uh, of the episode. They finally get back together, which was it was a great reminder of how good of friends they really are because they finally got a hold of uh, Dustin on the radio. And then they, when they finally meet each other, it's like they hadn't seen each other in forever, which mm-hmm. has only been like what uh, a day. Hasn't been Something like that. A couple <laughs> of days. Maybe it hasn't been that long. And he had just gotten back from camp. Right. So no, but it was cool. It's cool. I like how this season they have their little teams, right? Yeah. You know, Steve Troop. Yeah. So, yeah, the Scoop Troop. So, uh, Dustin and Steve is always a winning combination in my book. Mm -hmm. Um, Adding Robin to that mix was great. Um, She does have her, uh, we we do a 180 from her confession in the last episode. Right. I've heard people complain one way or the other how they didn't like the they that felt kind of forced I, whatever it it felt right for her character mm-hmm. uh, so get over it I mean Maya Hawk the actress that played her mm-hmm. I know when they were giving her the shoes mm-hmm. she's like can I take these home and draw on them and you can't really tell but she drew like big boobs on them and stuff like that and they <laughs> kind of just gave like more depth to the character it was like Boobs and stuff like that, and like skulls. That's like you've said boobs like twice in less than thirty seconds. But you know, you are a teenage boy, so why should I expect anything less? I also like the fact that you know that she drew on shoes because shoes are your thing, right? Like you're crazy for shoes. In fact, don't you have a pair that you're drawing on now as well? Yeah, yeah. Are they done yet? No. And what what are they for? For me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> For my feet. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I'm sorry. Let me ask that differently. What is the design? Uh, one of them, the left foot is fire, and the other one is lightning. Okay. But what? 
with what? boobs. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, lightning bolts with boobs. I love it. Uh, but why? What did you say? Ice and lightning? No. Is that what you said? Fire. Fire. Fire and lightning. Those seem very similar. What, what's the purpose behind that? I'm curious. No, now. no. I could tell you after. We're we're trying to record right now. Uh, well, I know, but I want to understand. I'll tell you later. Oh, it's not okay. important. All right. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think this solidified. Uh, it, it took Steve a, a couple of seconds for him to realize what she was really trying to tell him. And she was afraid that he would not, uh, that maybe he would, I don't know, freak out, but just not want to be friends with her anymore. Yeah. Which is a very, in the eighties. Okay. Today too. But in the eighties, especially, especially in media, this is not the kind of things you didn't talk about people being gay. That never, that was not something. Well, well, you didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about it. You didn't talk about it. So what I like about it is he just rolled with the punches. And to honestly, to me, I think this is going to make their friendship better going forward because I think that Steve needs a friend that he can talk to without that tension or what if, yeah. uh, you know, cause he was, he, I mean, he was, she needed to put the brakes on everything because he, he was already kind of saying, Hey, uh, I met this girl and she's kind of cool. So he was warming up to the idea of maybe exploring, uh, uh, taking that relationship further. And so, yeah. you know, that's, it was important for her to say, eh, you might want to, might want to pump the brakes on that one a little bit, but, uh, I'm glad, actually, I am glad that they did that in the sense that <clears throat> if you wouldn't have, it would have made her confession in the previous episode feel very, uh, very much a betrayal of her character because yeah. she was coming across uh, as someone, uh, obviously we're all vulnerable and we all have feelings, but it, it just, it, it seemed out of character and, but it wasn't because she wasn't looking at him. She was looking at the girl that was looking at him. Right. Mm-hmm. So. There you go. Um, Okay, so a lot of things happened in this episode. Again, train neck. Train neck. (laughs) Uh, This is becoming a train wreck. Uh, Breakneck speed. There you go. Okay. A train spiraling out of control. Train about to go off the tracks. Is that what, that's what, that's what's happening in this podcast episode. Right. Uh, We're running off the rails on a crazy train. Um, so the bite, what an interesting title. And I've been thinking a lot about this. Why, why are we referring to the bite when, I mean, clearly the, the mind flayer knows who L is. She know the mind flayer knows where L is and he's coming for her. And so they all hold up in the cabin, the cabin in the woods, which was great because that reminded me of Evil Dead 2. They, they all ran yeah. outside. They saw it coming. They all ran back inside or they ran to uh, – specifically, I remember in Evil Dead 2, uh, Bruce Campbell. Here we go, Bruce Campbell again. <laughs> Work shed. Uh, what a great moment to start going collecting the – chainsaw and other implementation he would need, but they went and hold back up into the cabin and boarded everything up. I kept thinking, how, 
how on earth do they think any of this is going to stop this big flesh spider creature that's enormous? It's an old cabin. <laughs> so, but hey, what else did they have? That was really the only option they have. So, uh, the creature this this season is fantastic. Um, but here comes the 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 tendrils, if you will, that are reaching out. Um, L is stopping them with her mind. She's cutting off the 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 ends of this uh, these tendrils. She's protecting her friends. They're uh, also trying to help. They are also trying to help because and fantastic scene. I thought this was yeah, shot was really good. well. It, it's as if they all know. They all know that if L's not there, they're screwed. Yeah. Right. So we have to protect. L so she can protect us so that we can beat this thing and we can all win. Right. So that we all don't die. So that's why uh, Nancy and Jonathan just come out swinging. Nancy's just blasting away with the shotgun, which I was like, uh, Jonathan's right there. Uh, that's a shotgun. She's like, she's good. I got it. I don't care. Uh, crack shot, crack shot with the old shotgun. He goes to work with the, with the ax. Right. But ultimately this results in uh, the mind flare biting or wrapping one of these tendrils uh, on L's leg. And so we get that uh, taken care of, but the damage has already been done and she's bleeding, right? She's weakened. Um, but I go back to, well, that's the name of the episode, but I don't know, man. There's got to, we need to ponder on that because I feel like the bite is indicative of maybe something bigger that I'm not, I can't quite yeah, put my like, finger on. They name it. Yeah. And a lot of times when episodes and TV shows uh, are named, the name serves multiple purposes. And I, I'm still trying to determine what that is. And it may not be just uh, something that occurred in this episode. It could be indicative of something that uh, is the plot of this particular um, season. So I'm yeah. still trying to work that out, but I thought that I would throw that out there. Something to ponder. If any, anyone listening has any ideas, certainly send us some mail. <laughs> oh no, don't send us any more mail. We've got so much. We got to go through. No, send us a note. Uh, you can do that at recap FM on Twitter or any social media for that matter. We definitely like to hear from you. And then I think we could use that kind of feedback and put it into maybe a special wrap up uh, episode of this particular season, or we can put it in some of our coverage when we go back and do the rewatch. Yeah. Um, we're not going to be doing that for a little bit. We're going to take some time off. So you definitely have some time to send that in if you have any thoughts on it. And we'll just throw it into the hopper. Ooh, nice. Hopper. You've heard that before. No, I'm oh, sorry. Okay. I don't know what you're talking Gosh, about. Gosh, there's so much that you need to learn. Um, so she's hurt. They take him take her to the grocery store, right? Uh and the That's grocery st- the gro- the grocery store also sells fireworks, which I've never been to a grocery store, at least here that also sells fireworks, but, uh, I will take 
all the Satan's babies Satan's that you baby. have. <laughs> what a great name. In the new Coke. In the new Coke. Ah, what? Lucas, get <laughs> out of here funny. with your new Coke. That was funny, though. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but you never had new Coke. New Coke blue. It was disgusting. And that's, and maybe, may, okay, maybe, maybe Coke had the greatest anti-marketing campaign of all time. Hey, you know what will work? We need, to, we need to sell more of our Coke. So they make it let's, so people would try it. Let's make a new Coke and let's make, let it, let's make it taste like crap. And then people tell people about it and buy more. Well, no, it'll taste like crap. And then uh, people will demand that we bring the original flavor back and they'll buy more of it. I don't know. Maybe that was the logic, but that was, uh, oh, what a failed experiment. But Lucas's an, an analogy around New Coke and John Carpenter's The Thing, get out of here with that. No, that doesn't work. And I know you haven't seen uh, The Thing from Another Planet, which is an old black and white movie based on... Oh man, I that had one it. thing from the other planet. Yeah, <laughs> it was based off that. Um, it was based on a short story, if I'm not mistaken. John Carpenter redid it uh, in the early '80s, and it was oh, still one of my all-time favorite sci-fi horror movies, and it's got Kurt Russell in it, and. Uh, you know, actually, the the thing is, you know, you could you could really see the parallels between the alien in the thing coming and replacing people and kind of taking people over slowly. There's some parallels there. So obviously, mm-hmm. the Duffer Brothers were fans yeah. of John Carpenter's work mm-hmm. as well. Again, this is why we got to do a deep dive and like really peel back. Uh, uh, the curtain and really look at all the Easter eggs and things that are just all over the place and really kind of document their influences. I like how, mm-hmm. when I'm talking, you're just sitting there staring at me with your eyes, just glazing over. It's fantastic. <laughs> you got nothing to say. Come on, man. No, I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. Uh, did you have uh, any favorite moments of this particular episode other than Satan's baby? Uh, I was going to say Satan's baby. You were going to say Satan's baby? Okay. Alexi. Poor Alexi. Oh, oh that was Alexa. Yeah, going off. <laughs> we'll know not to say that in the future. Whoops. I forgot you had that in here. I know, me too. <laughs> well, we need to pour one out for our comrade. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. We I, I was hoping he would stick around for a little bit longer, but you know what? Maybe that was the point. Maybe the point of Alexi's character was that he wouldn't be around for very long. He didn't do anything wrong. Well, I know, but he was. And so they made it a point to uh, uh, Murray was telling him that, hey, these, these carnival games, they're all rigged. And yet he was just. And, but he went and he just wrecked shop and he won and he's like, see, it's not rigged. And he got mm-hmm. his Woody Woodpecker. And so he won, he beat the system, except he didn't beat the yeah. system. Cause immediately after that Drago blasts him in the chest with a silencer uh, or a, a 
yeah. has a silencer, yeah, and shoots him. And so I don't, I don't think Alexi was never going to win because if you think about it, come in his on, scenario, no, <laughs> but maybe sadder. But no, if you think about it, in his scenario, here he was working on this thing, and, and oh, he, that's true. Remember he did. Remember he didn't. He he was Hopper gave him the opportunity. He didn't uh, want to go back to run away, and he's like, "Okay, cool." And he gets in the car and he goes, but then he stops because he's, like Hopper said, he is, he is too scared. Yeah, he's not scared of us; he's scared of them. And that said, what could Hopper and Joyce and Murray and all those authorities? What could they ever do for him to protect him and let him completely get out from under what he was mixed up in? And the answer to that is sadly nothing. And so, or cherry slurpee. Yeah. You know, now, now I'm sad because he could have at least had a cherry slurpee, you know, as his, he got his Woody Woodpecker. He did get his Woody Woodpecker. And I admire that because I love Woody Woodpecker. That's a great cartoon. Mm -hmm. They don't make them like they used to. Uh, Well, Mike really wanted to tell L. That he loved her, but he couldn't articulate <laughs> yeah. his feelings. That was funny. Um, he couldn't articulate his feelings at all, and that's okay. You gonna sneeze? I was about to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I get that. I get. I mean, what? How do you? How, how do you feel? I mean, did you? I still struggle with with that. What? Do you identify at all with Mike, or, or do you just say what you? Are you? You got your feelings locked down tight, right? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. You know how to talk to girls, right? Why are you smiling? <laughs> Dad, I don't want to talk to you about this right now. <laughs> All right. What else happened in this episode? Come on. Help me out here. I don't got any Don't leave notes. me hanging. <laughs> All right. Well, we only got one more left. A sad oh, time. Oh, it is sad times. I'm really enjoying this season, though, and I thought this was a fantastic episode. Uh, one of the one of the quotes that I take from this, Robin articulated. Now, of course, she and Steve were still completely loopy. That was on their, that was really fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looking at all the Back to the Future, the, the stars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back to the Future. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, Back to the Future. You know, I just feel like that's going to, the, the, the pieces of the movie, the, the, the scenes that we saw, I just, I don't know. It feels important for some reason. Like, are we going to get time travel in season four? I don't, I don't know, but it felt, it felt more than just an Easter egg from a, Hey, yeah. we're going to throw some eighties nostalgia it went, in here. Cause it went on for a little bit. It did. Uh, and <laughs> Uh, Robin's uh, uh, his mom. <laughs> was that movie about a about a mom that's trying to bang her son? Yeah, and Steve's response: uh, Well, no, it's going. No, he's the, in the present, and he's got to go no, back to the future. You got to flip, but whatever, whatever, huh? That was his response, yeah. which was <laughs> classic. So uh, I don't know. I still want to say that Back to the Future is going to play uh, uh, some sort of. Um, Role going for I could be completely wrong, but I can hold out hope. You ready to talk about the next episode? I'm very ready. I I am. Thanks for sticking with us. I hope you enjoyed our uh, 
very disjointed and discombobulated <laughs> episode exactly here. What it was. <laughs> but we do appreciate you listening. Make sure you check out recap.fm for a much better coverage of uh, by other people who are way better at podcasting, talking about other shows. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. No, it is true. It's true. Though. No, other podcasts are way better than this one. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. No one's listening to this one. So we're good. This yeah, is just good. like one big trial run, right? It's good. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying spending time with you, if nothing else. And we're enjoying spending time with you if you made it this far. Congratulations. We should give you a... There's no way. We should, <laughs> there's no <laughs> Nobody's way. Nobody's listening. No, we should give you a prize for I think sure. the fan mail says otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, if you hit us up on uh, Twitter, DM us at RecapFM. And uh, let us know where to send you some swag. I uh, will send something your way. We're going to see. We're going to see if some anybody's swag. paying attention. Some <laughs> swag. Oh yeah, we're going to see if anybody's paying attention. All right. Yeah, that would be a good test. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.